Welcome to It's About Time. It is Tuesday night, December 4th, 2018. The, well, the Redskins season's over. I think we said that last week, but I think it's official now. You can bury them when you say so, Josh. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's over. Two broken legs later, I think you can finally say it's over. I really anticipated that today's tonight's episode was going to be doom and gloom. And the Nationals come come in. Just when I thought I just when I thought I was out, they come back and pull me back in. The Nationals signing Patrick Corbin today, uh, twenty three million dollars a year over six, well, a little bit more than twenty three million over six years. Six years for one hundred and forty million. There's also news that'll make Josh happy, which is that the Dodgers apparently are hard in on Bryce Harper. It's awesome. Uh, we are going to probably title this episode "Welcome Back to the Bandwagon." Josh is now a Nats fan. Hey, I declared it. De- I've I've stated my requirements for being a Nats fan. And they've hit every single mark. I mean, I should be running the team, shouldn't I? Well, the final mark, and we'll get to this. We're going to get to the Redskins first. I think we should eat the vegetables first, get the necessary uh, palate cleansing out of the way, and then we're really going to have some fun. We'll talk about baseball. Talk about the Nationals. Also, a piece of news I saw today that you might find interesting is that the New York Knicks are interested in John Wall. That's awesome. Get rid of him. I mean, fire sale. It, the it, problem is, though, they're doing just good enough Yeah. for Grunfield to, to warrant not trading everyone. They won, what, five of eight or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? But, yeah. but the idea that you could get rid of in, like, a couple weeks, Bryce for you, Bryce Harper, John Wall, gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Wizards need to commit to it, right? If the, if one goes, as many as it can go. You got think so? Yeah, you can't do this middle-of-the-road crap. Can't retool? Like, you can't keep, like, a Beal, get rid of Wall, and then see if, like, Austin Rivers can run the team better? I mean, I think... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that, but, like, you... It's a three-star league, right? Right. So... You need a three-headed monster. You need two, two more stars to go with Beal. Yeah, Otto's not that guy. No, I love Otto Porter. It's just the, the amount that he's getting paid isn't what he's... He's a good player. He's not a $100 million a year player. Right. And not a $100 million deal player. Gotcha. Year. Yeah, and they had to pay him that because of uh, somebody else offered him a max deal. Anyway, we are affiliated with the DMVSportsNetwork.com. That is DMVSportsNetwork.com. They can also be reached on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. They release a podcast a day. Um, we are one of them. They also have a bunch of written content. Looks like this week, for the first time, they've got press credentials to a few college universities. American, I think GW's on the list. Mason, they're going to keep expanding. So, hey, good for them. Um, they can Good for us. They can start blasting stuff out. Um, so follow them on Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in joining a team, doing some written stuff for them, Twitter, at DMV underscore SN, and their website, DMVSportsNetwork.com. So... You went to bed at halftime last night, right? Absolutely. You texted me and said, Nate, the second half recaps on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I don't and you know him. what? I went to bed on a high note. No, you did. The Well, the 90-yard run? No, no, no. The drive down the field oh, where right. he accumulated all his yards. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the I'm sorry, not he. The Redskins accumulated all Correct. the yards. Yeah, let, let's let's look at that first. Uh, I mean, there's not much to break down. The second half was was nothing. The offense did nothing. I mean, if you look at what the offense did, everything was done in the first half. Uh, Mark Sanchez looked terrible. I mean, but how can, how could he look good? Yeah, I mean, you can't. I, I'm so tired of being 
We always end up at the laughing stock, at the butt end of jokes, if you will. They had 16 yards. The Redskins' offense had 16 yards in the second half. They had, I'm doing this on the fly, they had five drives, and those drives were three plays, five plays, three, three, and six. Oh, the three must have been an interception. Correct. Yeah, the three. For or the five. One of them. No, must no, no. Have. The three. This interception was on a three-play drive. <laughs> uh, the five-play, they picked up one first down. They had uh, two first downs in the second half. Uh, time of possession heavily in the favor of the Eagles. I mean, I think it was, yeah, almost 20 minutes more. They had the ball 39 minutes and 19 seconds to the Redskins, 20 minutes, 41 seconds. Uh, I mean, you can't blame Sanchez. He's only been here a week and a half, two weeks, but... I mean, could things have gone worse last night? I mean, obviously. He could have gotten hurt. <laughs> I was trying to think, who, who is the emergency? Jamison Crowder. Is well, actually, I think it's Jordan Reed. I think he said Jordan Reed, It's yeah. Jordan Reed and then Jamison Crowder. But either one of them could have done it. All right. Like, uh, I mean, why? I don't get the outrage. Like, why are people upset? Who's, who should they be upset at? That's what I'm, let's, but that's what I'm saying is, like, if all over my Facebook feed is garbage. All over the news is garbage. Like, are, I mean, are we, like I said, I mean, I know no one's listened to this, so I'm not insulting anyone, but are just like, are sports fans idiots? Can you stop saying no one's listening to this? That's not accurate. All right, fine. 12 people. <laughs> More than 12. I see the stats. But anyway, I agree. It's stupid. I, 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 I've seen it on social media today, too. It's time for Jay to go. What the fuck has Jay done wrong? What's he done wrong? I mean, the one thing is his last, the last two years, they have been so injury riddled. The two seasons where he wasn't injury riddled, they were nine and seven and then eight, seven and one. Yeah. I mean, so he's, if there's outrage to be had, which again, I don't agree with, but if you were to, that I could somewhat logically see you getting angry at, I could see you getting angry at Minuski because their defense has gotten worse. Now, I'm not, like, I, I wouldn't be calling for his job, but if they're going to get, go after one person, that's probably the person who I'm going after. To an extent, last night, I mean, to be on the field for 40 minutes. That's what I'm saying is it's, again, not warranted. I don't agree with it, but right. I could see, like, how someone could at least make a case for it. I mean, they were on the field for... This team's done. Oh, of course they're done. Even Gr- Jay Gruden came out today and said, the only way we make the... And they're still in the wild card discussion. If Philly beats Dallas on Sunday... And the Redskins beat the Giants, then they're back in the division discussion. But even he said, because Sanchez is their starter, I can't believe I'm saying that, Sanchez is their starter. They signed Josh Johnson today, who has not played in an NFL game in seven years. Has not thrown a pass in an NFL game since 2011. Yeah, it's not going to look good, is it? No. And it. he said, to, but Jay Gruden, get back to what I said. Jay Gruden said today, our defense is going to have to perform at a level they have not shown us yet for us to make. He was honest. He always is, though. He is. But, like, I mean, we're at such a delusional point. Like, I think the last two years have been successes. With how just decimated they've been in, with injuries. And two points. I actually saw someone on Facebook, a trainer at my old gym, posted the thing about how garbage the strength and conditioning, like... Remember I was saying about the why are all these injuries? Now again, yeah. two freak injuries. Like maybe drink more chocolate milk. 
So your bones don't Yeah, break. Colt's injury, I don't know if I've ever seen an injury like that where his leg whipped, hit another guy's leg, and broke. Like, right, but like, what's more confusing to me was, so because I went to bed before they announced it, right. or I wasn't paying attention and didn't care, the fact that he finished the series. He did. He threw on the sideline. He did. He walked gingerly, but walked into the locker room like, he must have been hopped up on goofballs prior to that. Something. I mean, they said today they're not placing him on injured reserve at hopes that he'll play later in the season. I mean, just pack it up. But what? I mean, there's four weeks left. He's got a fra- he had surgery today for a fractured tibia. What are they talking about? I don't know. Let me ask you this: Why not sign EJ Manuel or Paxton Lynch and get a free look for next year? See, I would have gone one further. I, I would honestly, I would have signed Colin Kaepernick. Sure. I mean, I don't have any problems with that. Give him a full, give him the four games as a backup, or maybe let him compete with Mark Sanchez and see who's better. Because you can't make the argument, right? Some people are making the argument on Twitter, like Sanchez hasn't, or not Sanchez, Kaepernick hasn't played in three years. Sanchez hasn't played in three years. Right, but he's been around an organization. He's been in practice. That's true. That's the only. That's the only other side of that argument I see. Is. But then Josh Johnson hasn't thrown a pass since 2011. I agree. You bring Kaepernick in, they're, they did, they're not going to. Jay Gruden addressed it specifically. He said that he doesn't, I guess something along the lines of he didn't think Kaepernick would be a good fit for the offense, and they're not going to change their offense with four games left. That would be an offseason move. But why not bring Kaepernick in, give him the four games, and then you give him the whole offseason? It's a low-risk move. And if he doesn't pan out, because you you need two quarterbacks now. Good, good PR. It's You'd great sell be, jerseys. It'd be great PR. I mean, they'd fill hold this, on. Well, time out. Good hat, like, you're obviously would alienate. There's the, there's the people that agree with him and the people that don't. That's true. right. But still, you're going to sell jerseys. Yeah, not to get political. I mean, I was talking to my dad about it, and Jay can say what he wants. This is It's not a Jay decision. Dan Snyder's not going to bring him in. Dan Snyder supported the president, donated to his... The president has had a, a vendetta against kneeling players, president of the United States, against kneeling players... Snyder's not going to bring him in. That's just the way Snyder is. Gruden can say whatever he wants about scheme, about changing. That's not what it was. But you're right. Would have been good PR for the most part. Would have been good PR nationally. I still, I think they would have sold out the stadium the last two games with the hopes of people seeing him play. Just because it's a, people would show up to boo him if they wanted to. But that's, that ship has sailed. I mean, the Redskins never seem to do the right thing. I mean, not saying that that would be the right thing, but they still never. What's that? I mean, it's not the right thing to do. I mean, who's better than him out on the market? How do you right know now? though? Well, how do you know about Josh Johnson? Uh, that's a. I mean, I don't know. That's a weird signing to me. DJ Manuel. I mean, I can understand that because you could th- theorize that maybe there's untapped potential there because he was a high draft pick. He went to Buffalo, which is not a great place to be a quarterback. Um, but yeah, this team's done. I mean, they'll probably lose. They'll probably end up in fourth place. That's fine. Pick. Yeah, I mean that's what you're, I guess that's what you're playing for now. I mean, you, you need two, top ten pick. You need two quarterbacks next year. Colt is done with this team. They're not going to resign him. At least I don't think they will. They shouldn't. No. Uh, and Alex, I mean, we talked about this last week. He's not. He's he's probably the earliest he'll come back is like week eight next year. So they need a starting quarterback next year. But yeah, the defense that that was a it's a weird thing. They really have regressed, and the tackling was miserable in the first half. They just it has can't been all get year, off. Though. I know they can't get off the field on third down. 
I don't understand it. The Eagles were 7 of 13 on third down yesterday. I just... Let me ask you this. What did you think of... Um, Towards the end of the, I think it was the end of the first half. Uh, Peterson going for it on fourth and goal. Sure, I mean that's what he does. But it benefited it was a them. Terrible call. Oh, it was a terrible call. But it benefited them because they, the Redskins went three and out, almost got a safety, and well, yeah, then the I mean, Eagles got. I think that's the logic, right? Right. I think that's the logic. I like the way he coaches. I do think that the call was a bad call. Um, yeah, but one thing that last night showed me, I don't. Maybe you won't agree with this. The Eagles aren't very good. I mean, it's a one-point game in the fourth quarter, a game where the Redskins were down to their third quarterback. The Eagles' defense is not good. I mean, they, the Redskins only had a hundred or two hundred and fifty, two hundred fifty-four yards, two hundred thirty-five yards actually of total offense. Uh, the highlight of the game has to be the ninety-yard run by Adrian Peterson. Didn't think he had that kind of speed anymore. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. As was the nine carries for 98 yards. Yeah. Is that what he ended up with? Yeah. Is that, wow. So it was eight for eight after the 90-yard run. Fantastic. Well, anything else you mean? The Redskins, uh, it's something I'm going to get to when we do the rant later. Are the Redskins even the most popular team in the district anymore? Yeah, absolutely. Hockey is such a niche sport. Like, you get a lot of bandwagon fans. But, I mean, you know, that you still have a stadium that's only 18,900 or whatever. So you got to think. Yeah. Because they showed their overnight rating for the Monday Night Football, and um, the Redskins got like a 21 share, which is, the, for the NFL, is fine. The NFL is a, a juggernaut. But arguments were made that if this game happened 10 years ago, it would have been a 50 share. And it just shows the continued deterioration of the Redskins' support. Uh, in this area so I don't know I'm done talking about them there's they play the Giants next week Sanchez is going to be your starting quarterback it's going to be a boring game to watch and the Giants probably win by double digits I mean it's anything I'm saying that is incorrect no I agree with all that okay probably won't even watch the game I mean I will for the podcast wink wink that was one thing I'll ask you this because the last thing I'll ask you. So I'm watching the game last night and it made me think like I didn't get excited for the game. And it was a big game. It was the biggest game of the season for the Redskins. I'm watching it and when something bad happens, I go, well, that's expected. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the 90-yard run, I just kind of went, huh, that was interesting. I does that? Or do you feel the same way now? Like do you, are you as apathetic as I am, or do you still get like excited or hyped up? I've been apathetic for a while though. No, I know. I'm just saying it's a it, it it's weird sometimes to think about. Like that was that's a game last night that ten years ago you and I would have been just like full bore. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, ten years ago, two thousand eight. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Doing we, the math. Yeah, we would have been full bore. Those would have been dark years too. I just, it's one person's really, I mean, I don't know, that's going to go into my rant later about what's happened to this franchise, but it's not pretty. Season's over for them. I, I think they probably win one more of their last four. Against who? Either they're not ja- going to be, they're not going to be Jacksonville. Or Tennessee. Vandry Luck can't score on Jacksonville. Six to nothing, yeah. That happened this week. I mean, fo- to me, I've just lost interest. I mean, I still watch football all day. And watch all the games. I just, uh, I could care less. What do you think of the Packers firing Mike McCarthy? Had to happen, right? Yeah, 
based on I mean you can't you can't have tied well you, you're tied to Aaron Rodgers and he's outwardly admonishing him and you can't have one of the best quarterbacks of a generation and not be better than they've been you just can't be well it's not I mean you got to surround shouldn't you have fired the GM at that point because you didn't I mean you what do they have a third round pick a fifth round pick what do you have like immaculate St. James or equimonious St. James equanimous or whatever yeah yeah yeah, he has no he has no weapons. But the, the Packers are notorious for not signing free agents. They only build through the draft. They only pay their own. Usually, sometimes they bring. But they're in. not even handing the ball to Aaron Jones. I don't know. I I don't care. He'll find a job super quick. He'll probably be the Browns' next coach. Well, that's the thing is like people. Are, I don't want him here. I mean, if it's between him and Jay Gruden, I'd rather keep Jay Gruden for another season. I think Jay's earned the right to coach here next year. Yeah, and the, plus, I mean, unless. What do you think about Urban Meyer? He says he's quote unquote retiring. He's going to die on the sideline. Urban Meyer? That dude is not healthy. Well, no, because that's why he left Florida, right? Because he was yeah. having heart issues or something. So, that, do you think this is for real then? He's actually. I think, he's, I think someone told him, you can do this and die, or you can continue living. Like, I think the stress. A foot like coaching that he puts into it is not healthy for him. I think it's literally killing him. Okay. So then, if he's out, and let's say hypothetically that the Redskins are weighing their options right now with Jay Gruden, and I don't want Mike McCarthy. I mean, who's available? That's the other. That's the other piece that has to play into it. Who's available? Lincoln Riley. Maybe, but I. And let me ask you this. Does uh, Bruce Allen have a job in February? Of course. He's the Ernie Grunfeld of the NFL. Yeah, his statistics are terrible. Doesn't and matter. He's, he's not going to get fired. Why would, he, he, why would he get fired? You're right. Think about his GM tenure, though. I saw this today in a tweet. He has overseen the Donovan McNabb trade and the extension for Donovan McNabb, the RG3 Kirk Cousins signings, in between those two, you saw the John Beck, Rex Grossman years. And then the RG3 flameout, the screwing up of the Cousins contract. But at this point, I'm telling you, he's Grunfeld, right? Oh, yeah. Like, why would you not have gotten rid of him already? And not to digress and Please veer do. off here real quick. Please do. Everything I'm saying about, like, <laughs> should have signed Cousins long term, should be here. They're not, he's not doing very good. At, he's playing well. But I wouldn't say he's a top ten quarterback this year. No, I mean they're and Vikings fans aren't overly happy with that contract. He's six five and one. I mean they're they're not. They were in the NFC Championship game last year, and they've regressed under him. He no, he, he, I watched that game Sunday against the Patriots, and he was dinking and dunking. He was Alex Smith. He was. He is who he was when he was here. He will occasionally win you a game. He will occasionally frustrate the hell out of you. He's going to be in a slightly above average quarterback. Right, but I mean, you can't pay him. He's not worth the second most money in quarterback. No, the and the what are the highest guarantee of all time or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, this year he's completing seventy one percent of his passes. He's going to break four thousand yards passing. He might even get close to five thousand. He's got a twenty three to nine inter- touchdown interception ratio. I mean, he's having an okay. He's They're having a six Kirk, and five. That's six five and one. I mean, that's the Kirk Cousins. That's what that's what he does. His stats look good, 
and then you wonder where he is. Sometimes he looks great in big games. He looked great two weeks ago against Green Bay, but then look, Green Bay's not that good. Right. So, no, I don't... I, I still don't think that the, the trade for Alex Smith was a bad trade. He had I mean, no weapons. Right, and also you can't predict someone breaking their life. Right. Well, we talked about this before we jumped on. Uh, the game we went to, uh, the the Native Americans blessing the field. I think they put a curse on the team. <laughs> Two broken legs. They're 0-3 since then. <laughs> this franchise, man. They cracked me up. Maybe they should open a casino at FedEx. Is FedEx and maybe uh, stop talking? <laughs> yeah, that's a, just turn FedEx into a giant casino. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you want to talk about you want to talk about John Wall potentially to the Knicks? Do you want to talk about that? Or you just want to jump right into the Patrick Corbin news? Let's jump into the Patrick Corbin news. All Nobody right. cares about basketball. Probably true. So the Nationals made a big splash today, picking up the big lefty from Arizona, Patrick Corbin. He's 29 years old. Signed him to a six-year, $140 million deal. So the Nats' big three is now Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. If they go that way into the season, their four or five starters most likely will round out to be Tanner Roark and Joe Ross or Eric Fetty. So how do you feel? What do you think about the contract length, the money? Well, I mean, they have $525 million tied up in their three starting catchers. Yeah. They have a half a billion dollars for 60 games a year. Well, 90 games, maybe. 90. If they no, ever, 60. If... I'm going to go with 60 because Strauss. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Corbin's a Tommy John guy. He had Tommy John in 2014. Missed the whole season. His stats last year, he pitched exactly 200 innings. Had 246 strikeouts. 3.15 ERA. Um, had a, almost a five war, which is pretty strong for a starting pitcher. I was looking at his numbers. They don't really blow you away. He had one good year. He did. He said Last two, year. Right. He said two years consecutive of durability. He pitched in 2017. He had 189 and two-thirds innings pitched, 200 in 2018. They've been ramping him up from – he had Tommy John in 14, pitched 85 innings in 15 – 155 and 16, and then 190, 17, and then 200 last year. He's a power pitcher. They say that he figured out his slider last year. He had, of his 246 strikeouts, I think 195 of them. So it's like 70-some percent were on the slider, which is the highest percentage for a single pitch by any pitcher in baseball. But if you look at just just look at ERA, he had a 4.03 ERA in 2017, a 5.15 ERA in 16. But the thing that people are saying is, in his first full season uh, before Tommy John, he had a 3.41 ERA in 32 games started, pitched 208 innings, and he had 178 strikeouts. Uh, and then he's been working his way back, and he got fully healthy in 17 and 18. I like the move. I think it's a great move for the Nats. But I, his numbers were not as overwhelming as I thought they would be. No, I mean, he was coming up. He was a, you know, top end of the rotation guy. I mean, you remember, they, it was almost like the Mets, the NL version of the Mets, right? Or the Nationals, for that sake. Because you had him, Archie Bradley, who 
a closer now or a middle reliever, I think. No, he's a set. I think a super setup man. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, not the starting pitcher that. They, and then right. they had a third guy. Shelby, well, they Shelby Miller. Right. They traded for him, right? Right from Atlanta. Right. Plus, you signed Granky. Right. I mean, they, like that didn't pan out. No, 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 it didn't. But I mean, it's not like you're getting Max, right? Max had Cy Young, and then two years of sub three five ERA in Detroit. Then came here. Right. But he's he also two years older. Has gotten better with age. Max? Yeah. Yes, he has. Every year has gotten better. Um, I mean, it's fine. I, I like it. What Name a num- better number three. I, Anywhere. I, I, no, no, I can't. I was thinking, uh, well, who's Houston's number three? Oh, it was Keuchel, but he's gone. Or Charlie Morton. Or Charlie Morton, but uh, Corbin's better. Uh well, Charlie Morton's a free agent, too. Right. Zach Wheeler? No. Behind DeGrom and Syndergaard? Wheeler's pretty good, but I don't think he's good as, as good as Corbin. Could be. I mean, he's working his way back, too. Right. Corbin finished fifth in the Cy Young. I mean... Well, it was a... So you have the three, right? You have Scherzer, DeGrom, and Freeland, who were at like eight or nine war, between eight and ten war, and then everyone else. Right. You have that group at like... Between three and five, three and a half, and five, didn't Nola and get like to like six and a half or something like that? Pitchers, Nola, Aaron Nola. That's what I'm saying. No, you had Nola, Degrom. Oh, you said Freeland. Yeah, look up Kyle Freeland. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Oh, with the the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So you have those guys, and then everyone else. So right, he's the fifth, fifth or sixth best starter in the in, national in the league. National league. Yeah. Right. And he was the prize of this year's free agent class. Twenty-three million is not ridiculous. I mean, Strauss is making twenty-five. Scherzer's making thirty. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you almost make Strauss the three guy? I think you might. I mean, if in a playoff series, you might go right, left, right. Why? Does it matter? I don't think so. I don't know. Would you? Would you say that? It depends I don't on trust health. Strauss. I don't. Right, I don't. but when healthy, big if. But when healthy. Strasburg's a top ten pitcher in baseball, right? But if but when healthy, so Strasburg's ceiling is higher right now than Corbin's, but Corbin over the last two years has been durable. Strasburg has not been. Here's something I read today: people within baseball would not be surprised if Rizzo is not done adding to the starting rotation. The Indians are still interested in dumping either Kluber or. Bauer. He is my, by the way, he is my absolute most favorite baseball player now. Trevor Bauer? Yes. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you need to follow him. Because one, he's calling out everybody between Alex Bregman and Josh Donaldson. All he does is talk shit. And he took, cut him, he cut his finger open again on his drone and took a picture of flicking everyone off <laughs> with his drone. So let's take a look at Trevor Bauer. He got hurt towards the end of last year, but he had. There's another, that's a Diamondback pitcher, right? Yeah, he was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 107, 175 innings pitched last year. 220, 221 ERA. He, he was on pace. He could have won the Cy Young. Would have been a 6-7 more guy if he pitched the whole season. He only started 27 games as opposed to, you know, he could have had four or five more starts. Yeah. yeah. And his contract is pretty reasonable. Uh, he's got two more arbitration years left. Earliest free agency would be twenty one. So if you got him, you'd have him nineteen and twenty. Yeah, and he's super analytical. He he's is. gotten better every year, and he's young ish. 
you know, he's, uh, let's see, he's 27. Yeah. So you'd have him as 28, 29 seasons. Do you give up a Carter Keyboom for Trevor Bauer? If you're not, if you don't go out and sign someone, if you sign a second baseman to a two or three, go all in. Right. I mean, well, so well, here's, you ready for my crazy trade ideas? This is banking on the Nats re-signing Bryce Harper. I thought we're, okay, we'll get to no, that. No, 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 I'm assuming, I, I, I think this is the nail in the coffin. I think he's, his bags are packed. He's I want to talk DC. about that in a minute, but yes, go ahead. I want to hear you're crazy. Wait a minute, you're assuming they do re-sign him? No, no, no I'm saying if they do. If they do, okay. Here's what I do. All right. I re-sign him, 10 at 270, opt out after three. 27 a year. Yep. Okay. Opt out after three. So it's basically a three for 90 or 80, 81. Yeah. Okay. Then, because I have a surplus, I trade Roblos and Kiboom. Carter. Yep. Okay. To the Diamondbacks for Goldschmidt and Granke. Wow. Wow. I'm obviously sprinkling in some other stuff here. But. Wow. Zim off the bench. The twenty million dollar guy off the bench. He's already he's already said he's he's re, he's resigned himself to playing off the bench. Has he said that? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I heard that they might restructure his contract. That they should. Like maybe add another year, but then like make it instead of one for twenty, make it like two for eighteen or something like that, and then make him more valuable, and he gets to extend his career another year. Because he's done after this year, no yeah. team, no team will sign him. Most likely, I mean, he'll get a he'll get a deal, but he doesn't. I don't think he wants to play for anybody else, and he doesn't need the money. No, no, he no, he doesn't. But yeah, I go all in. Imagine Goldschmidt in the middle of that lineup and Granky as your four. Hate to lose Robles, but that's amazing. For, I mean, you, you wouldn't have room for you. You got three years. You have a three year window, really. We have a three. That's what I was going to talk about. They they have a three year window now. They just extended their window three years, because you have Scherzer three more years. Strasburg they have five more years. He's got an op, rolling opt out after his three and four. He's not going to opt out though. He's staying here. He's not going to get paid more because of his injury history. So they have Strasburg. So your next three years, your rotation is Max Stras, Corbin, Joe Ross probably. And your outfield is going to be relatively cheap for the next three years with Soto, Robles, and Eaton. So they just extended their window by three years. I like the idea of going to get Corey Kluber. He's 32 years old. He'll be 33 at the start of next season, which is not bad. I mean, that's a year younger than Max. He had a 289 ERA last year, six war. I mean, the guy is just a perennial stud. Right, and then put him in the National League. Put him in the National League. And for the next three years, his contract is $17 million, 17 and a half, and then 18 Yeah. So basically, if you're thinking what Bryce will probably end up getting, he gets his $40 million a year. You'd have Kluber and Corbin instead of paying Bryce. And if, it's, if you approach the Indians, they've already dealt with the Indians once this year with Jan Gomes. You approach the Indians and you say, we'll give you Carter. Michael A. If they want him, sure. Bring um, back Murph to play second. Then bring back Murph. I mean, I, you're at that point when you have a four-headed monster. All you got to do is score three runs a game. You're a four-headed monster. I'd say the platoon of Keyboom and Defoe is fine. Wait, what did I say? Not Keyboom. I'm sorry. Howie Kendrick and Defoe is yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, healthy Howie. 
I'm good with that. I think Howie, I think I think you're probably right with, with Zim. I think Howie's going to end up playing some first base this year too. Zim might be good for like three, four games a week if they want to keep him healthy. Yeah. But I, Kluber, I like Kluber's contract better than I like Bauer. First of all, Bauer's only yeah, two right. years of control. Kluber's three. Nice thing about Kluber is the 2020 and 2021 years, they're team options. Right. So Let me he, ask you a question. If he falls off a cliff, you can... Get rid of him. How would you feel if you're a Cleveland Indians fan? What are they doing? It should be the... I mean, you go out and overpay for Encarnacion. Right. To try and win. Right. Like, why? I mean, you still have... I think Lindor is 20-20. And Ramirez is 20... Ramirez has got a a few more years. Right. That's what... Like, they have... What are they doing? That's a good question. Um, let me take a quick... And what are the Mets doing? Oh, we're going to get to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lindor, his earliest free agency is 2022. What are they doing? Uh, and then Jose Ramirez. I love technology. I can just look all this stuff up. <laughs> Jose Ramirez. Oh, wait a minute. Next year? No, same same year, 2022. Yeah. So they have four years of... <laughs> but I think what they're looking at is escalating arbitration numbers for them. And I no, I I think they're looking at I I I don't know the internal business for them, but I think that they don't have the money. That's crazy to me. And they're looking at they're like Bauer is two years of arbitration. His contract's going to steadily go up. I I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I I let's talk about the Mets. Let's talk about the NL East. Right? It feels like a lot of talent is being dumped into the NL East. Right? The the Braves got Donaldson, Segura. That went to the Phillies. Phillies. Uh, but the deal that the Mets made, what what the hell are they doing? Well, they basically traded. They took on Cano's contract, most most 80% of it. 80% of it, I think. 80% of it to get a closer, a 19, 20-year-old closer. That's what they did. Who has command issues. Right, and he's only had one good year. Right. That's what they did. Because Cano is going to be a league average, maybe slightly above average hitter. And he's 36. 36. And he's got five years left on his deal. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They... I, I don't know. What do you think they're doing? Is it? I'm at a loss for words. I mean, do they think that they have the starting pitching to compete? I think every year they can say that at the beginning of the year. Their problem is their pitchers never stay healthy. Syndergaard can't stay healthy. Wheeler's coming back from from Tommy John. He might have a good full season. I mean, DeGrom is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Cy Young winner this year. Um, but they don't have... They bolstered their bullpen, but they, they don't have a great bullpen. And their lineup is dog shit. And they got rid of Jay Bruce. Their lineup is... They have Cespedes who can't stay healthy. Can the guy that. doesn't like water. He cramps up because he doesn't like drinking water. Well, it's the devil. <laughs> they have Conforto. They have uh, well, Wilmer Flores. I don't count him. Uh, what's the uh, the shortstop? Their shortstop prospect. I can't remember his name. They have him, and they're talking about trading him to Miami for JT Real Muto. But J- Miami wants their shortstop prospect, whose name is escaping me, uh, Will and Rosario. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they want him and Conforto. Or Nimmo, Brandon Nimmo. I would do that trade. 
for, for JT. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. They got to trade him, right? He's got to go somewhere. JT. Yeah. Yeah, they offered him apparently two separate deals. He rejected both. Why? You'd have to be insane to want to stay in Miami. He doesn't want to. No, he wants out. Um, but their asking price is so ridiculously high because the Braves have checked in, but now the Braves have two catchers, so they don't really need one. And uh, yeah, but he's the type of catcher that even though you don't need him, you take him. Right. Absolutely. And Mets don't have a catcher. Uh, I mean, they got Travis Darno, but he's been banged up. I don't know. I mean, the NL East is going to be interesting. The Phillies don't have any pitching outside of Aaron Nola. Right. And then now you, Machado's not going there. They just traded for a shortstop. Right. And he's not going to play. They don't need a third baseman either. Right. Which they, is weird. They just got rid of Carlos Santana, though. It's because Hoskins will probably move in They're and play first. Move, right. And they dumped Santana's $20 million contract. Which, it's funny, they signed him last year. Signed him, what, a three or $60 million deal. But they don't, outside of, they have Aaron Nola at the top. And then the rest of their guy, like Arietta's on the downslope of his career, Vince Velasquez, Zach Eflin, they're, uh, is it safe to say that based on the moves the Nationals have made this year that they're back to being the best team in the National League East? No. I would, I mean, still say the Braves. Braves, Yeah. Because of Acuna, Ozzie Albies. I like the Nats pitching staff better. I mean, I like Fultonevich, but. And was it, is it Sam Freeman? No. One of the, I can't think of the starting pitcher for the Braves that I'm thinking of. Anyway. The lefty? Yeah. That's all I got. I don't, I don't he almost throw a no, didn't he almost yeah. throw a no-no in Oakland? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got to be excited if you're a Nats fan. I'm just excited that Bryce is gone. I would love to. Oh, that, we didn't want to, I don't want to talk about that. I would love to put him on a plane and kick his ass as he's going out of the... So the DMV. I have a thought. I'd like to know what your opinion is. Real quick, we are affiliated with the DMVSportsNetwork.com. That's DMVSportsNetwork.com. They can be reached on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. They have a lot of written content about D.C. sports, a bunch of podcasts regarding D.C. sports and national sports. Follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. Bryce Harper. So here's my thing, right? The Nationals could have come into the offseason and they could have gone one of two ways. They could have come out and done... and. The way they did, which is to say, whatever Bryce does, we can't wait for him. But Or they could have said, well, we need to wait for the Bryce domino to fall before we do anything else. I'm glad that they went the other route, which is we're going to address all of our needs. And whatever Bryce decides to do, Bryce decides to do. So they've gone out. They bolstered the back end of their bullpen by trading for Kyle Baraclaw and signing Trevor Rosenthal. They had the worst catching core in all of baseball last year. They signed Kurt Suzuki to a modest deal, trade for Jan Gomes. And then they just went out and got Patrick Corbin. Mike Rizzo has plugged just about every hole that he had. He's made the team better than it was last year. I think he still probably needs a, a bat off the bench, a backup first baseman, um, unless you're going to have Kendrick be that guy. And maybe another arm in the bullpen. Maybe they go after another starter or a second baseman. But the big spending is probably done. I think the last thing they need to do and I've been ringing this bell, your focus now is extending Rendon. Nats Winterfest this past weekend, they brought it up to Rendon, and he's like, we've been talking about it. I would love to do it. If they're happy about it, and I'm happy about it, why can't we make it happen? Something along those lines of paraphrasing. He's number one priority. Agree? Oh, absolutely. So I read, I read something today 
that I'm curious what your opinion on this is. Chelsea Janes reported, or she kind of hypothesized that, that uh, you got it. She kind of hypothesized that Mike Rizzo has basically said, I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is a sign that he is doing what he wants to do. And he's basically saying, if the learners want to keep, it's an owner decision now. I'd love to have him back, but I don't want to have him back if it impacts me being able to build the team. And he went, I'm going to go build the team. And he obviously had to have ownership approval to go get these guys. But he's like, I'm going to go build the team. And if the owners, if the learners want him back, they're going to have to make room somewhere else. They're going to have to add more money to the payroll. Because I'm going to build a contender. And that's what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I I agree 100%. I think it's awesome. And there is a fallback plan, right? I think that in his mind, you can, you know, eat your cake and have more cake and have more cake. Because what you do is you just slide Bryce in at first. That's right. And So, you you know, if he comes in, he just slides in at first. You still, you know, and then, I mean, if you had to trade Robles, you could. I well, mean, I if, tra- if you're committed to him, if you're committed to Bryce playing right field, then yes, you trade Robles. I think you trade Eaton. I mean, sure, you can trade him. I think you then, trade Eaton, and here's why. And you, you have Juan Soto play center. You can't put Bryce out there. No, no, no. Robles plays center. Robles is, that's his natural position. Soto's a left fielder. He can't play center. No. I don't know if Robles will be a... That's what he plays. Okay. He's lightning fast. Agree to disagree, maybe? But the thing about Eaton is, um, this is why I think if they do go that route, and let's say they give Bryce 30 a year, you can justify it somewhat payroll-wise if you get rid of Eaton, because Eaton is owed an average of $9.5 million over the next three years. So then you shed $9.5 million, you add 30. You still have two really cheap other outfielders if you're going to keep Bryce in the outfield. If you're going to slide him in at first base, that changes things completely. But I like this. I, I, I think, but to go to your point, I think that this does signal that Bryce is done here. It's awesome. The Dodgers apparently are interested. Good for them. <laughs> a contingent of uh, Dodgers uh, front office people, including Magic Johnson, by reports, I think Magic Johnson refuted it, but they went out to Vegas to meet with Bryce. I think it could be uh, Scott Boris spinning a spinning a tail, but I mean he's got to play somewhere. It's going to be. I I hope he gets screwed and ends up being the JD Martinez and not signing until March. That would be oh, it would be so fit. It would it would validate everything I've been saying because it would just mean that baseball executives think of him like I do and think that the asking price is too high. Oh, it's clearly too high. I heard John Morosi today said that the Nationals actually did Bryce Harper a favor by publicizing that they offered him 10 for 300 because that starts, at least it theoretically starts the conversation at 10 for 300, but he's, he's, not, he's just not worth it. He's not worth that much money. I'd take him at, I'd take him at a Corbin deal, $23 million a year. I'd take him at 20. You know what i do? I mean, I'd, I'd just make it incentive-laden. I don't mind that. I mean, it would just be 18 to 20. And then let it escalate to 30 if he had certain things. 
But I'd but still. I think he doesn't function like that. I don't think that would that would hurt him more than it would help him. Right. Because he's you know a snowflake. I could call him another word, but it's not not podcast appropriate. That's yeah, probably a good point. Um, I think it, I mean we talked to the Nat about the Nats for like half an hour. Anything that you want to uh, touch on? Anything else? Caps are nodding into form except for their last game, seven and one. Yeah, looking better. Everybody's getting healthy. People need to stop getting concussions. Oh, what about uh, Tom Wilson? I don't even want to talk about it. That was just stupid. I mean, they didn't. They're not going to do like a review of it or anything. But right, he got, because it wasn't. He got ejected from a game for. Of it, uh, it wasn't even a five-minute misconduct. It was just a. It was double minor. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He's got chucked. Hey, that's his reputation now. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, it has been for years. But I'm saying now, especially like the, the refs are going to have. At least they did the right thing. Like at least they were like, yeah, it's not. I mean, the guy came back into the game. Right. But they're going to have itchy trigger fingers with him, and he's. Yeah. I, I, if I had to venture a guess, I would say this is not going to be the last game that he's ejected from this year. No, but uh, at that point, aren't you getting into suspensions? Well, if it's a, something similar to what happened, right? But you can only doesn't the NHL have like love? I don't know. I'd have to look at I'd, oh tears when it comes to getting suspended. Yeah, yeah you can only get ejected so many times. Oh, I did not know that. No, I don't. I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass. Okay. So it's like you doing the podcast. Zing. Well done. Um, Anything else? DC sports related, regular sports related? No. I mean, UVA basketball, Maryland basketball. Yeah. Radford beat number 17 Texas. I know you were texting me about that. Actually, you didn't mean to text me. You were texting somebody else. I was excited about it. (laughs) You kind of... I mean, I think we can end on when the Redskins... One of the Redskins signing Kareem Hunt. It's coming. Sure, that's why actually why not that actually kind of segues into oh your rant my rant i mean i i'm just gonna ask you a question is there anything at all now to like about the washington redskins in general if you were a 13 year old kid would you be a fan of this team no there's nothing to like well, about them. There's nothing First redeeming. off, your parents probably would don't let you play football, and you're not interested in football because it's too dangerous. So you're probably playing soccer. You're kind of deviating from what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Can you ask your question again? If you're an NFL fan, you're 13 years old, and you're in this area, would you be a Washington Redskins fan? No, because your dad's probably a Redskins fan, and he complains about it all the time, so you're probably a Cowboys fan. Again, deviating from my point. But my point is there's nothing redeeming about this franchise. They do nothing right. Uh, aside from maybe a few players that you can like, like a Darius Geis, Ryan Kerrigan seems to be a likable fellow. Trent Williams is – I feel bad for Trent Williams. He's poured his heart out for this team. He's sacrificed his body, and he's just – his career has been wasted here. How many playoff appearances has he made? Two? He's played in two playoff games. There's nothing – there's nothing redeeming about this team. And it starts, for me, you know, it's an organizational thing. They're just a, they rot from the head down. 20 years ago, if you had told me that they would have this kind of fall from grace, I wouldn't have believed it. But I believe that within the next 10 years, they will be below the Nats, the Caps. I believe they'll be below them. 
in popularity. I think people are tuning out. I think people don't care about them. I think people actively root against them because of the ownership, because of the team name, because of things like the Ruben Foster signing. I don't think the team... I don't think anybody really cares. I think it's just... It's in name. Who cares? Yeah, but having Native American tribes come out and bless the field well, just, or... That's idiotic. It's in poor taste. It's not even in poor taste. It's just stupid. It's not It's not an issue. Why give people cannon fodder? The Indians don't have this problem. They got rid of Chief Wahoo, though. That's really sad. But they did. They got rid of him. I Yeah, Chief, but they're still called the Indians. They are, which is... Right. And the Kansas City Chiefs, people show up that's in headdresses and the, stuff. That's what I'm saying. The Atlanta Braves... Right, with the, the Florida State with the offensive with the offensive tomahawk. Right, truck. but what I'm saying is like, who gives who gives a shit? Like it's over. It, it comes and goes in news cycles. But it's, it adds to the toxic nature. My cousin Max sent me an email this morning. He just needed, I think, to vent his feelings. Um, he does that through email. <laughs> no, he just put his thoughts out right instead of texting it to me. Must have been long. And he, <laughs> should we read it on air? <laughs> hey Max. Hey Max. Um, no, but he's basically like it's just just feels like there's something over this team. He's he's not a conspiracy theorist. He doesn't think that the Native American tribes cursed FedEx Field, but there just seems to be something. And my response to him was that when you have a toxic organization. It permeates throughout the entire organization. Everything's affected. I mean, before Bruce Allen came here, he was a respected uh, front office guy. Same with Scott McLuhan, Mike Shanahan. The people that they ruin... I mean, one of them was a drunk before McLuhan, he came That's here. true. I'd stand corrected on McLuhan. Uh, but even he, you know, he left... Everybody, nobody leaves here unscathed. Nobody leaves here unscathed. And Kirk Cousins... Could not wait to get out of town. Never would have... As soon as he reached free agency, was never going to come back here. Never considered it. Doesn't matter what the Redskins offered him financially. He could not wait to get out of Ashburn. But this is so stupid. This is what bothers me. Like, who gives a shit? Three weeks ago, we weren't talking about this. Now that they're 6-6, six and six, we are. Like, it's not... Nothing happened. It's injuries. It's not bad front on... Like, it's... Oh, my, you know what's spurning this for me? Is that you were asleep. But in the third quarter, or I'm sorry, the fourth quarter of the game last night, they spent, the Monday night football crew spent like 10 minutes talking about domestic violence issues and how disrespectful the Redskins were for signing Ruben Foster. Of course, Foster. but I don't know if you noticed, but in the first half, they didn't, like, they said nothing about the Redskins. They were going to, but then Colt McCoy broke his leg. They came out today. No, no, that's what I'm saying is like, they never, they didn't talk, they don't talk about the Redskins. They don't. I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh, but we I have to put up with Cowboys right. broadcasters. Jason, I mean, we're just... They're all Cowboys broad. Troy Aikman, Jason Witten, right. Tony Romo. Nobody... They're bred to hate the Redskins. They shouldn't be announcing. I, I can't listen... Like, well, no, last ugh. night's broadcast was the domestic violence thing, and then Jason Witten talking about how much he loves Zach Ertz, yeah. and how Zach Ertz is going to break Jason Witten's record. And it was a 14-13 game into the fourth quarter. Right. A game that... Could have ended the Eagles season. Somebody should have talked about how bad the Eagles are. Yeah, they're not good. I just... And the final thing I say about the Redskins. If you're 26 years old, this is all you know. If you're born in 1992, this is all you know. I mean, you, if you were born in 1986, this is all you know. You don't tech. remember stuff when you're six. 
All right, I was seven when they last won their world, the, the Super Bowl. Do you remember it vividly? No, not vividly. No, I remember so pieces then, yes, of it. So this is all you know. Lawyer. But I remember, Lawyered. I remember RFK. And the glory days, they get further and further in the rearview mirror. And there's nothing redeeming about this team. If you're, I don't understand why anybody under the age of 30 is a Redskins fan. I don't get it. I think that's fair. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just saying I don't. I don't get it, and they don't deserve it. The, I feel bad for the players, but the organization, the front office, they don't deserve the support from the fans. I don't feel bad for the players because they're paid. They make a choice to come here. Not the ones that are drafted, but free agents come here. Right. I mean, they get paid. Like I, this goes back to you're a professional. You're getting paid. I go play in front of two people. It doesn't matter. Okay. Like, I, just I don't feel bad for anyone who's getting paid to play a sport. The point the point is like and I've said this previously, this was a they were a big deal for me growing up. It was a big part of my life during the fall and winter going to RFK, FedEx, like it was a big deal. And it's it's just not there anymore. And it's like years and years of being beaten down. And you're right. The fact that they were in first place, they had a somewhat exciting first 10 weeks. It covered those things up, and then the the last three weeks have brought the feelings back. And we wouldn't be talking about this if they had won last night, or if they had won against Dallas. We wouldn't be. I 100 percent agree with you. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But the issues that's are how still Ill, there. They're still there, but that's how illogical everyone is. That's that goes back to the whole firing of everyone. If the like, it it, it is as simple as winning cure, cures all, right? Because just look at the Wizards. They've been marginally better and you're slowly seeing trade talks float away that's still just like just to your point still doesn't change the fact that everyone hates each other no right again I could care less they're professionals but I mean like I John Wall's a crybaby I can't stand why like everything's a foul I, I would I would I need to look for next podcast and how many technical fouls he has as I just spit all over myself yeah, look that he up. He gets a shitload of technical fouls. Him and Markeith Morris for just complaining. That's a I'd lack. Say, that's a lack of having a, a coach that carries a lot of weight. What, a, I mean, it's an. What coach carries a lot of weight? You think Greg Popovich would let that shit happen? Well, what's he going to do? Bench John Wall? You have a conversation with him. You can't do this shit. I don't and think yes. John Wall. Ca- it's obvious John Wall cares. Doesn't care. Because they got into it and he said F you to him in practice. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if he had a... They're not going to get... Orga- no, I think that goes above the coach. Okay. That's an organizational thing. That's, a, sorry, that's, sorry, that's Grunfeld. Ernie Grunfeld walks downstairs. You ever do that again, you're gone. Oh, okay. You mean to John Wall? Yeah. Okay. Like you can't... Not to Scott Brooks. I mean, I'd be like, just quit being a bitch. Yeah. Like, stand up for yourself. Right. But I mean, that he is due respect. He had to deal with Durant, Harden, and Westbrook. Like... Scott Brooks is not a bad coach. No, he's not. But you can't... What are you going to do with just a foul, terrible human? Way to censor yourself. <laughs> Took a lot right there. <laughs> I mean, it's what he is. Yeah. And it, it, it just drags everybody else down. I, I think that they would be better without him. And he's a great player, but he's not going to thrive anywhere. He's not going to get better wherever he goes. 
He'd be better as a complimentary player, not he as can't a focal be, point. That's, but he would never... His ego is too big. I think if he went to a team where there was a star who was more prominent than him, that he could be... A, I bet you LeBron James would make him good. Yeah. I'm saying, you go to if, if he went to Golden State, oh, they he, could find a way to make him work. That would be... That would be terrible. That would be super toxic. If he I don't to, think I, I I would be interested to see if people actually even respect him. Uh, that's a good question. What if he went to like Houston with James Harden? That would be a shit show. I'm just saying though, like Harden is clearly the number one there. Wall's the number one here, even though he probably shouldn't be. Beal, well, he is. Beal should be the number one. Mm, I mean, sure, six to one, half dozen enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm. I'm I'm good on that. You? Any final thoughts? Go Nats. Go Nats. Look who's 20-1 bet. is looking better and better I was gonna every say, day. You did, say, you did say last week that if they followed your steps, you would say that they'd be a World Series favorite. I'd be interested to see what they're at right now. I did see one thing. It's the final thing I'll say. Prior to the Corbin deal, um, I can't remember what website it was. Predicted that the Nats were like, a, 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 there's a website that always predicts wins and right, losses. Right. I can't remember who it is. Predicted the Nats would win the NL East at 90 wins. That's before Patrick Corbin. Yeah, and that's assuming that everybody beats up on everybody. Yeah, they had the Braves at 83 wins. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying is everybody's going to be between 90 and yeah. 75 and 90 wins. Yeah, my which other, would be crazy. My other cousin today said that the way it's shaping up, it's going to be whoever has the best record against Miami and maybe to a lesser extent the Mets will win the division. Because what he was saying was the reason the Red Sox ran away with the division last year was because they were so much better against the Orioles than the Yankees were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's going to be – that would be interesting. Um, that could be a division where theoretically you could have the best team, the second best team, be a three or four best team in the East or in the NL and not make the playoffs. That wild card will not come from the East. Not if they beat up on each other. I could see them having two teams come out of there, but um, I mean they should. But that that's the Braves be... and Nats right now should come out of the NL East. Uh, whoever wins the division, and then uh, yeah, I mean, but you still the West is still pretty strong. Colorado's good, um, and then it's just really Colorado because Arizona's starting to sell off, and the Giants are they're teetering on the do we dump? I feel like they should start selling right, and then the Central is really the Car- well the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the Brewers right, and the Cardinals. From everything I read, are closing in on Goldschmidt. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, for Jose Martinez and a bunch of other people. That's a ma- it's that would be a massive trade. Well, we will talk about that next week. Reminder: We are affiliated with the DMVSportsNetwork.com. Follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. Follow us on Twitter at It's About Time DC One. That is It's About Time ITS About Time DC One. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Rate us. Share us with your friends. Thank you all for listening. Josh, thank you for recording late at night. I know that it is now Betty by time for you. Uh, It's about 40 minutes past my Betty by time. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. We will see you guys next week. Have a good week.